Hi, my name is Jason Jadon. I'm a supporter of Fulham Football Club. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, but my second home is The Cottage, and you're listening to DU Football Show. They actually had a West London Derby this uh, weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they play uh, QPR? Yep. Took them, took them the whole uh, weekend. Uh, took them the whole extra time to get through it, and but they finally won. Good. So good. We've now covered that game and don't have to cover one less of the 32. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking gooner grab. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the third round of the FA Cup. That's right. It's sold by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way is the great philosopher, Samuel Graham. Oh, that's, <laughs> that title is fully reserved for you, my friend. You know I, why? <laughs> because truth is reality. <laughs> it most certainly is. <laughs> We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. And should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get Absolutely. If you would like to talk with either myself or Sam Curtis over there, uh, you can do so <laughs> at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com. <laughs> Yes, we would love to get some emails. It's been a little while. Uh, we we got our uh, our whiskey one from uh, Brandon. I want to say it was, and I'd yeah. uh, love to hear back from you. See what you thought of the whiskeys you tried, and ask for more recommendations. We'd be more than glad to give them to you. And uh, yeah, like Keith, we haven't heard from you for a while. I mean, I'm I know Newcastle is basically like you know the flat Shit. line of <laughs> of you know football right now, but you can still like reach out and talk to us. We'd love yeah. to hear it. And uh, yeah, some a uh, couple of quick shout outs. Uh, well, n- one shout out, and there'll be some more shout outs later. Uh, this past week, I got to do the Whole Lot of Wolves podcast with our, our boy Paul. Uh, yep. Their <clears throat> stateside views on the Wolves. And I helped preview the upcoming Everton game where I referred to Bruno Fernandez playing for Manchester City and knocked him into his, knocked uh, Richie into his fellow teammate and defender, Joel Matip. <laughs> Problem, United, and Liverpool is who Matip plays for. Yep. So I was hot fire. Hot yeah, fire. Bruno plays for United, not City. Yeah. yeah. And then... Um, and it was United who we were playing, not City. Correct. And and then uh, Matip definitely plays for Liverpool, and I believe he's injured. You know, what, you, know uh, what the, you know what the problem was, Sam? I did that interview during the middle of the day, and I did it sober. <laughs> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show. And every show, we're revisiting a whiskey that we've had, uh, not on this show, but Sam and I are very familiar with, that uh, seemed to have gotten its act together, I'd say. Absolutely. Uh, It used to be almost undrinkable, to be honest with you. It was Mm -hmm. so so big. Uh, But this is the Compass Box Peat Monster. Uh, This comes in at 92 proof, uh, and will run you between... 
$64.99 and $69.99 uh, on the shelf. Um, it was recently given a new recipe designed to create greater depth and elegance, and I would say it actually worked. Oh, yeah. Uh, this also, um, I apologize, comes in at number nine on 2020 Whiskey Advocate uh, mm-hmm. Top 20. On the nose, it's gentle and fragrant, wafting over candied citrus, lemon-frosted cake, and raspberry, along with classic peated undertones of charcoal and iodine. The palate is a creamy, is I'm sorry, is creamy in texture with pleasant notes of brine, seashells, and ashiness, and a floral peat influence that swirls gently around rich vanilla, tropical hints of lime, and smoked meats. Oh, and generous spice. The finish offers bitter chocolate, lemon hard candy, and a bang of spice and smoke. I have a question. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's not in it? I don't yeah. know. You got to talk to the copywriters at Whiskey Advocate. Yeah. Got a little excited with that one, yeah, didn't they, I? They and probably now, drank and now, half and, the bottle before they wrote and it. And now Graham's doing this thing with the uh, magazine in his hand, and he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't know where to fucking put I don't it. know where to put the thing. Um, so the the master distiller and blender over at um, Compass Box is a guy by the name of John Glazer. And John cut his teeth uh, with the Johnny Walker family, and he was one of the primary blenders on the blue recipe. Oh, okay. So just great roots in making whiskey. And he did, this was kind of the starting, it's now called blended single malt, but this was what was the vatted malt category for yes. a while. Yep. Um, or uh, it, it was one other name that they called it as well. I can't remember. But essentially what this is, this is a blend of whiskeys, but it's only single malt whiskeys. So there's no neutral grain whiskey cut in, right. like in the case of most blends. Correct. <clears throat> um, and he does different, they're basically representations and styles of of the whiskeys all around. They, he also does one that is just a 100% wheat whiskey to represent the blend whiskey that goes into a blended whiskey, right? Yep. Like he did lots of fun stuff. He did a, a fun little thing called uh, Orgenaire, which was... Um, orange and cardamom and cinnamon kind of like a really done up drambuie. Okay. Kind of almost like if drambuie and uh Gramonier had a baby. That's gotcha. kind of the idea. But the biggest problem I used to have with this whiskey in particular compass box is it was one note. It was peat and yeah. it was peat where they dug the peat brick freshly out of the ground. They walked up to you and they smacked you directly across the face with it. And that's all it was. It was all it smelt like. It was all that it tasted like. It yep. was it almost numbed your tongue, <clears throat> right? Before, and, and and the problem in that was is much like with beer, where you have your you know your hop heads that are like oh ninety minute IPAs, and they love that big earwax, and it's like, well, fucking IPA should have nuance. Well, fucking Isla whiskey should have nuance, right? Yep. A big peated whiskey. Uh, by the way, your uh, phone's not on. Uh, uh, we can hear know. that. Yeah, we could hear that. Ugh, it was on mute. Okay. Well, you know what else should be on mute? You. I'm going to edit this. No. <laughs> you, you muted me. And you muted me. And you fucking muted me. <laughs> this is brilliant. You want to see full-blown tyrant and the vein cup? You keep pulling that shit. So, anywho, the the whiskey is exceptional. Um, this is not for the faint of heart, though, still. You need to be... A peat, it's called peat monster for fuck's sake. Right. Like, you need to be a peat drinker too. Yeah, it's just to not deal as monstrous as before. It's toned yeah. down a bit, which is nice, and you get some of that nuance. Um, uh, Melissa, I just realized I missed a huge opportunity a few minutes ago. 
For what? I went with Sam Crates, obviously Socrates. Yes, I liked it. That was that was clever. But I should have went with Sluto. <laughs> Pluto, yeah. Sluto, what? <laughs> Substitute the S for the P and you get Sluto. And that would have mm. <laughs> I think that's a much more fitting philosopher. I almost said <laughs> I almost said the wrong word. That that is a much more fitting philosopher name for you, I think. Sluto. <laughs> okay. Wouldn't it be Slato? No, that Plato. Oh, Plato, uh, not Pluto in it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I watched something with Tegan earlier. You want me to edit this out too? Nah, fuck it. <laughs> I had Pluto on the brain earlier. Like Mickey's best friend, I'm trying to. I mean, yes, Pluto did have some very interesting takes, <laughs> but I don't remember a whole lot of speeches. I guarantee you one of them would have been truth is reality. <laughs> and the truth in reality is to drink responsibly, please. How about that? Words aren't that hard, are they? <laughs> Just getting there. Getting yeah. there was hard. Well, we already uh, had a couple, so. We love this fucking competition, dude. <laughs> we love the FA Cup. This and why, why it's the greatest And weekend. why do we love the FA Cup? Because Charlie FC 2. Derby County? Nil. Derby County's kids. Yeah, no. it was their kids. Doesn't matter. What does, what does the patch say? Darby fucking County. Fucking hell. That's a two nil win, my friend. That is a two fucking nil win. So it's beautiful. Non league side. Beautiful. Non league side, Charlie. Get to sing Adele again, Sammy. And they did. Did you see the video floating around? Uh huh. And them turning this kind of slow part of the song into a chant. They're like breaking shit up. It's (laughs) fucking awesome. (laughs) I love it. It, it, The video went over so well that uh, one Miss Adele herself liked and responded. And Adele is apparently known for never liking tweets. Never liking tweets. Ever. This is the first one. Yep. Absolutely fantastic for the boys from Chorley. That's where you read notes that you asked me to write for you there, Sam Graham. How about that? So Chorley scored in the opening 10 minutes. Keep keep slinging them Uh, insults there, killer. Good work. They did stay competitive throughout the match and then put it to bed in the 84th, obviously. They become the 10th non-league side, uh, just the 10th non-league side, in the history of the FA Cup. That advanced to the fourth round. Period. Yep. Pretty so, fucking cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it, it's this is this is why this is my favorite weekend of the season. Is you get the David versus Goliath, and a lot of times, especially when it's on their patch, David wins. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, and speaking speaking of their patch, here's what the story was. Here's the story. Imagine, if you will, a completely frozen pitch covered in snow. Yep just about nine days out from your match. Mm -hmm. And then it snows again. And then you're trying to take care of everything, get it all done. And you have to do an all nighter to make sure you get the field ready just in time. You know, that's okay. All you gotta do is get the whole grounds. Wait, it's one fucking guy, Sam. Yep. It's one fucking guy. And you know who we have on the phone right now? We are excited as hell to have Ben K the head slash only groundsman at the mighty Chorley FC who just beat Derby County in the third round of the FA Cup. Ben, how the hell are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I've had a very, very busy day, to be honest with you. But yeah, glad to be on with you guys. Excellent. So first off, thank you for taking the time to chat. And uh, every is everybody at the club still kind of buzzing over the big win on Saturday? Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, um, it's it's just to get to the fourth round. You know what I mean? It's we had a fifty fifty chance of drawing um, a Premier League club, and obviously we've done it twice. I mean, 
as you know, we've got Wolverhampton in the fourth round or potentially Southampton or the Arsenal in the fifth round. So mm-hmm. I don't think it could have gone much better, really. I mean, if we'd have got Man United all over the pool, but again, it seems like them two seem to draw themselves out together every flaming year. So yeah. a bit disappointed on that on that note and that. But like I said to you before, like Wolverhampton, top 10 um, English Premier League side, we can't grumble with that one, especially at home. Excellent. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about the night. Or, or actually, right, Sam, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, t- tell I, us about the night. I, actually, tell us what I happened. Jumped, I jumped <laughs> all over Sam Graham's question. It's okay. No problem. I'm an asshole. Go ahead, um, Sammy. What I was going to uh, ask you is uh, take yeah. us through the days leading up to the match. Um, what were the conditions like that led to your wonderful display of dedication? And what made you go to such lengths? What just pride in your job or, or you know, just standing up for the community? What, what was it that, that drove you to do that? That's an amazing story. Well, well, obviously in England we get we get the cold weather around this time and that. So um, I think we'd had the cold weather from I think it was the twenty seventh December, and we had a storm called Storm Bella come in mm-hmm. and it brought a cold snap. So um, we played AFC Fylde in our Boxing Day game, the uh, game which we won. And that night Bella came in, brought snow, brought frost, brought freezing temperatures. So believe it or not, the week um, we we had already had a week of snow and bad weather. So um, last Saturday, which would have been the 2nd of January, we had another two inches of snow and fall on top of the pitch. So now we've got a frozen pitch with three or four inches of snow on top. So um, what happens is when you get certain so far in the FA Cup, the FA come to you and say, listen, we'll protect your pitch for you because it was a televised game. So they subsidised some of the uh, money that it costs. So as you've seen probably pictures of the big tent up, I think that's a £30,000 operation per week. Jesus, so they said, wow. well, listen, if you if you can, exactly, so for a club like us, we can't afford that. But they came to us and said, listen, for £4,000, we'll guarantee that your game's on kind of thing, because they can't lose the money, they can't lose the television revenue, etc., and the viewing rights, da-da-da. Absolutely. So um, Saturday before the game, so we've got a week left till the game now. So uh, I spoke to the contractor, said, listen, he lives in Northampton, which is down bottom of the Midlands, kind of on the way to London, so a good two and a half hour drive. So I spoke to him, said, listen, you better get up here, mate, like, we're in serious doubt here because these tents are to protect, not really to thaw, although they can do the job. So so he says, yeah, I'll come up. So um, on the Sunday night, he met me at tea time up onto the ground. So I left the wife. Um, we was having tea at our mother-in-law. So left the wife, went up and met him. Floodlights on, he just went, wow, better get this up here straight away. Like So Monday, the guys come up from Northampton in a big Arctic lobby with all the gear all the tent, it's, it's, believe it or not, it's called a sausage that goes through the middle, it goes through um, the full length of the pitch, 100 metres, blows up to around five metres high. And then what they do is they cover the top of the sausage so it, it produces a, a, dome, a tent mm-hmm. kind of thing and that. So, um, yeah, so we had that up. So then the process was to thaw the pitch, first of all. So as you can imagine... All of that week, we was reaching temperatures of minus three, minus four, with really only highs of zero and one. So the sunlight, the um, the air wasn't getting warm enough to help the process because what it would do was the light would uh, enter the tunnel and heat it naturally also. 
So, um, so what we did was uh, we had to get um, propane gas to heat the, um, I don't know, eat the big heater, what was heating inside. And I think they said that we was using 20 bottles a day, which was around £2,000 a day. So, wow. so, fourth, so what the contract said was that we also needed to fund the gas and the red diesel that obviously ran the generator and the uh, big blower that sent the heater. So you're probably talking a £15,000 operation at the end of it. But we did get it subsidised by the FA, which I do believe (laughs) they do it for every live game. So it's not only us, like I think they've been over to Marine, who played Tottenham yesterday. Mm -hmm. And because because Marine's in Liverpool, closer to um, the sea, doesn't get as cold as what we did. Right. So we're probably talking by Wednesday, the, the, the snow was all thawed out, the grass is thawed probably up until the width, you know, the 18-yard box, up until the touch lines is still quite frozen. So panic starts speaking to the contractor saying, listen, guys, is there a nerve at it? Don't worry, don't worry. We've seen it all before. Seen it all before. It'll thaw. So then Friday, obviously Friday comes about. So then we get another two inches of snow. So what happens then is, again, the the tent, the tent is like this. (laughs) The snow is falling. So the tent is now gone from that like that because of the weight of the snow is so we spent six hours just brushing water snow everything off so we started at 6 a.m on friday morning just brush snow off to around tea time finally stopped snowing and then all the clouds disappeared the cold air come dropped to minus two and then the frost hit the um hit the tent and started to just kind of droop down the sides so about eight o'clock, uh, me and a couple of kit guys said, listen, we need to like, we're going to have to sleep the night here and just see it through and that. <laughs> Obviously, we didn't want to and that, but um, we just thought, right, needs must. Bearing in mind on Monday that Derby County had a COVID outbreak. So yeah. now they're playing mm-hmm. their under 18s and under 23s and there's not going to be a better <laughs> chance for us to mm. win this game. So you, have to, the, you have to make sure the yeah, pitch is absolutely, good. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because if that game gets called off, we then get postponed and rearranged for the Tuesday. Then all the Derby first team are available. So you're playing a totally different team then. Yeah. So you're under pressure from the owner, the chairman, the fans are on. Ben, make sure this game's on. And I'm, like, I'm just thinking, well, I'm the only groundsman, except I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm not God and Jesus. I can't perform miracles. Like, so luckily enough, I had some volunteers who came who actually the kit lads. So again, we was all in our bubble. We'd all been COVID tested. I mean, we had a full bill of everybody got a negative result. So we was within our bubbles and that. So yeah, so we stayed overnight. And what happened was around 10 o'clock on Friday night. So again, we've had all this snow all day. 10 o'clock, the generator decided to pack up on us. Oh no. Yeah. So the generator that sent all the heat through the tent just to keep it warm. I mean, there's a again, there's a big myth about these tents being heated and like saunas, but yeah. honestly, I'm talking, I can see my own breath, so it's really cold. As you can imagine. So um yeah, so that broke down at ten o'clock. Um luckily one of the contractors was on site, he gave his engineer um a quick ring and believe it or not, he actually lived in Derby. So he's come up from Derby, the team that we're playing. So <laughs> two, hour, two, two hour drive back, fixed it in two minutes, two hour drive oh. uh, back to Derby. But unbelievably, they told us that he was drunk. 
Yeah, so we've got a drunken engineer on his way up who couldn't <laughs> drive, so had to ring one of his mates to bring him. To drive him. Four, yeah, so the driver's <laughs> drunk. Yeah, so he's got one of his friends to drive his car. Spent four hours in a car for a two-minute job. <laughs> that, that's and, insane. And a two-minute job to then yeah. that's going to help another club beat your his club <laughs> exactly I, yeah. I, I think Brilliant. rumor has it rumor has it was a nottingham forest fan who was uh, eager good. to get the job up and done, oh, so. all right beautiful <laughs> right yeah so around 10 o'clock so we was back up and running about 2 a.m yeah burning the gas but what the problem was then is obviously you've lost all your heat out of yep. the tent it's a cold night the the tent is draping it's touching the floor so as a, as the frost is on the tent it's freezing the ground into the corners so what our aim was to stay was, um, have you seen the free kick mannequins, the big yellow plastic mannequins that you yeah, take of free kicks yep. around? Yeah. yeah. So we decided, right, we'll go and get them and prop them up right into the corners and we had little space heaters. So we were then just really manning them, monitoring them because what happened was if there was a big gust of wind, they would knock the mannequin over and the space heater was burning big holes in the tent. So again, it was defying <laughs> the object of keeping the heating because the right. heat could just easily escape. So really, we just spent all night just literally watching the tent just in case these mannequins blew over. There you it's, go. Did the engineer happen to bring any booze with him for you lads? Uh, <laughs> or no? no he, he, just, he was no. just drunk himself and that was it. Didn't share anything, huh? Yeah, I think, he, I think he'd had enough by the time he got to us. I think he, I think he was half asleep, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. That would have made the night go a little quicker, at least, I think. Um, well, uh, or a little wrong. Picture, yeah, well, there's another picture of me actually asleep on the t in the tent. I don't know whether you've seen it, and I, I believe it. I've got I've got a bit of stick for this because there's a coffee cup at the side of me, and what I've done, I drank a coffee, flipped it over, and it looks like a pint of Guinness. <laughs> so everybody's saying, "No wonder you're asleep because you've been bladdered all night." Don't you know I mean? So it's like brilliant. But I can assure you, it was a coffee cup. Now, how does that feel to be essentially the new icon of football? There's such a feel-good story, and obviously your story's gone viral, um, as well yeah. as the grounds, the ground staff at Wembley getting in touch, I've heard, uh, to invite yeah. you down for the FA Cup final. So how's that been? How's that experience been? Again, it's been, it's been unbelievable because I always, like, I'm just doing my job at the end of the day. And listen, if you fell asleep at your job, you'd end up getting sacked, wouldn't you? So I'm actually quite fortunate that I'm still in a job. So, yeah, it's unbelievable from Carl up at Wembley. I mean, um, he's quite very active on social media and he does tend to interact with people, which is great. Um, so, yeah, so he see my message, said to me, well done. And then he re-messaged me afterwards on Twitter and just said, listen, I heard you fancy coming work in the FA Cup final. I mean... A boy in England watching football all his life is absolutely unbelievable. It's one of those. If I can't get on the plane, I'm getting on the cutting the yeah, grass. Absolutely, or yeah. like, absolutely. Yeah, do anything. I mean? so, yeah. Oh heck, and you just you can pick a brain of of a head groundskeeper of fucking Wembley for crying out loud. Oh, is that, it's, it's, it's the, probably the most iconic stadium in the world. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be absolutely. like, be like, yeah, I, I, I worked on that. Pitch. I did that. Yeah, yeah. I, that was I, me. I, yeah. I handled that. I, I prepared it for the uh, FA Cup final. You know, <laughs> or, or did you first? Did you slag them off at first and be like, hey, look, mate, don't worry about it. We're gonna get to the final. <laughs> We're gonna get to the final on our own, and I'll see you there. So don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Well, well, again, part of my duties within Charlie FC is to do the kit. So I said to him on Twitter, I'd, me man seeing the tweet, I said, well, listen, if we get to the final. 
I've either got to do the kit or do the pitch. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's brilliant. All right. So um, we, uh, obviously the attention's been fun. How has the attention for the club been? How is everybody excited for, uh, you know, being kind of the national story right now with the big win advancing in the cup? But how, how's all that? How's all that going around the club? Yeah, again, it, it's been unbelievable. I mean, believe it or not, the FA Cup has actually probably saved the club. Um, probably looking back into March, we was bottom of the national conference in, in England. Um, we had no money. Um, we was <coughs> raffling off shirts, selling balls, just to get a couple of hundred pounds to keep the club going. So, uh, yeah, so all the limelight, it's one of those, you've got to milk it for what it is, haven't you? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, of course. Just, it's like me now, do you know what I mean? Like, I'll be forgotten, forgotten in a week or so, but at the minute, it's enjoyable. I'm, I'm getting to meet you guys, people I've never... I mean, I've been on Talk Sport this morning speaking to That's Alan McCoyst and Laura Woods. That's amazing. Troy Dina. Yeah, mm, so wow. I mean, I've been, I'd just like to point five. out, we are officially now on the same level as Talk Sport. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. what that That's means. Official. We're That's now officially. exactly what Ben just confirmed for us. Thank yep. you. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm actually, I've been on Five Live as well tonight. For some random, just got a text message to Fancy coming on Five Live tonight. So, yeah. So, wow. half time in the Stockport West Ham game, they went straight to me and I'm like, wow, flipping <laughs> out. No one's ever heard of me a day ago. Oh, and, and all because I fell asleep in a tent. So, <laughs> did, did you that anything can happen? Did you did you uh, take in the West Ham match today? Did you uh, did you look at the pitch and go, ah, I'd have done better. I, I don't. I mean, uh, it, it's a big sloppy mess. I, mean, I, my goodness. I, I could do better. <laughs> well, I'm good friends with Mike the groundsman, so no, I've, I haven't been calling him. We, we have an unwritten rule in the groundsman trade that you don't comment on other people's pitches because <laughs> you actually don't know what goes on behind the scenes. So. Uh, then, then the guy at Newport County down in Wales, he's the luckiest oh, yeah. man on earth because well, all I would do is comment on his pitch. Now, that's not that's not fair. They have a rugby team they share the ground with. And they've also well, had yeah, a monster truck rally. Two rugby teams. Yeah. Oh, There's they have two rugby teams. teams. Even worse. Yeah, they have two. There's yeah. three teams on that pitch. And that's insane. We had talked about them a little bit last year when they were uh, in the FA Cup uh, fourth round. And they had actually that calendar year had a monster truck rally on that pitch. Oh wow! <laughs> like, it was uh, an just, absolute potato what, patch when we saw that, that game what, against City last year. Yeah. What kind of whore is that owner? <laughs> like, ah, sure, go ahead, do whatever <laughs> the fuck you want. Yeah. Oh, you want to do a paintball battle? Please go ahead. Set up big, yeah. big mud hills. Yeah, go right ahead. Whatever you want to do. Short thing. Well, uh, my grounds guy will clean it all up. <laughs> yeah, know? it'll be, it'll be fine. Don't what you worried about. The um so obviously we'd like to have a few drinks on the show. It's in our name. Yeah. Uh, so do you drink, my friend? Um yeah, I'm just a not just a just a lager drinker, yeah, just a beer. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Nothing, right. No nothing whiskey, short. no I mean, wine, no none of that. No, no, listen, I'm, when it comes I'm a bit I'm, I'm a bit of a, a soft ass with things like that. <laughs> they tend to make me just go heave a bit somewhere like, every time I have a vodka or anything. So. I got gotcha. you. But listen. Oh. My wa- a- wife's a bit more mental than me. She'll just drink anything. <laughs> ah, that a girl. That nah, a girl. She can probably, she's just in the room above me. She can probably hear me now. I'm, 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 I'm a fizzy lager guy too. I like oh, just hey, nice, yeah, yeah, clean, just, fizzy, fizzy out lager. He drinks all the I'm fancy, smanchy stuff. Yeah, no, I'm a beer man. Beer man all the way. Excellent. So were, were you guys and the rest of the crew, was everybody able to partake in the celebration in the locker room afterwards and uh, sing some Adele? Um, I'll, I'll be honest, right? It's the first one I haven't been in because um, 
again, like I said to you, Friday, I started work at 6am. So I probably, I was missing meals, etc. not really eating, drinking enough because it was just hectic. I mean, mm-hmm. I was still marking the pitch out as the Derby <laughs> lads were, were doing their warm-up. I mean, we still had one cover on mm-hmm. with 15 minutes to go till kickoff. Oh, wow. So it was, it, it was just chaos. I it mean, was right down to the wire. Yeah, well, we had Kevin Friend, the big um, Premier League referee, refereeing. Melissa so, doesn't uh, care for uh, oh, yes. Kevin Friend. Oh, yes. she, calls him Kevin, uh, not, she calls him Kevin, not your friend. Yeah, I'm very familiar <laughs> with Mr. Friend, not my friend, I mean. Well, well listen, I've, I've heard some really bad things about him, but he, to be fair to us, he was unbelievable. He just, But the problem was that the, the night before, somebody said he was going to come at 8 o'clock and just you know, give the picture once over. Um, just out of doing it and he didn't turn up till like quarter to ten it was kicking off like the derby lads were turning up when the ref, <laughs> ref was there and we still had we still had the tent up and it's like an hour and a half operation to get the tent down and I'm like, oh, yeah, see, yeah. Well, Kevin no friend yeah, of we, ours we, we start getting this tent down it's only coming out off at half eleven we kick we kick off at quarter past twelve. Do you know what I mean? So yep, it, was yeah. just, it was it was just mental. I mean, I couldn't get near the pitch at all. I had to mark it out. We had to put the portable goals up. We still had frozen areas. I mean, there's pictures of twenty stewards in a line pouring boiling hot water onto the linesman run ups. It was really touch and go. Wow, wow, that's that would that would explain why I so I was up early over here in the states. It's like you know seven o'clock in the morning for yeah. for the uh, nooner. And, um, the, <clears throat> I was watching the, 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 Everton match because I'm an Everton supporter. Um, and I eventually switched off of that garbage cause it was really bad and watched, yeah, watched yeah, a yeah. lot of yours because I realized you guys started later and I was wondering why. And yeah. well, a big, huge fucking tent that you have to take off the pitch would probably explain <laughs> why the game maybe started at touch pine. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So the big thing is, I, you know, Adele obviously came out of her little Twitter oh, yeah. slumber, gave a big heart yeah. to you guys, and I saw you responded back to her. So I'm assuming yeah. her people have reached out to you. You guys are going to do a little singing together. This is all worked out ahead of time, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's always sending tweets uh, to and from to Charlie FC. I mean, uh, you go on her Twitter page, I think she's got 27 million followers. She's never, ever liked a tweet ever on Twitter. And then she liked her tweets and sent mm-hmm. her love her. So I think there's potential. That's <laughs> great. You know what it is? You just get, you get, you take advantage of the opportunity while you have it to have people check you out and look at you. And everybody's always yeah. going to have, they're always going to have their, you know, their premier league side that they watch and things like that. Yeah. But like, even us, like we have an infinity for Pompey. Yeah. We really, we really like Portsmouth and um, yeah. Yeah, it's in in and now obviously you know Chorley, and then we we uh, we really like the Ibs as well up in uh, up in oh, Scotland, right, yeah. and uh, and then uh, of course when COVID happened and everything shut down, we started following FK Slots get uh, in the Belarus Belarusian oh. league. So <laughs> yeah, so everybody always has their their little secondary clubs oh. and people, and it, it you know all it takes is that little spark from social yeah. media to help kind of, of get everyone to pay attention to it. So, Absolutely, yeah. Well, um, look, Ben, thank you very, very, very much for joining us. We appreciate it, and we don't want to keep you much longer. It's late there, and yeah, no problem keep the misses up. Um, anything at all you want to plug for the club, let people know where how they can find you guys easily, things like that? Um, well, I've just looked on um, social media and that, and I think that the Wolves section is going to do, do you know what Marine did with the Tottenham about virtual tickets yes. because mm-hmm. you can't have a crowd? Yep. In fact, we're so, going to be talking uh, about that. 
Yeah, yeah. So, uh, to be honest, it's not been set up yet. They're just talking to and from. I know our club, Charlie, are keen on doing something like that. Again, it's a, it's it's the biggest game we've ever been involved in, and we're going to mm-hmm. miss out on mass revenue because obviously the crowd and the get and the money that received from the gates, from the um, from the food stalls, etc. We're going to heavily miss out on that. So uh, I do know the CEO is going to actually make. Kind of, I know it's a bit of a copycat kind of situation with the marine, but it we've works. got to try and cash in. As, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've got to try and cash in somehow. So even if it's half as big as what Marine did, um, it'd be a success. So yeah. So uh, I think people can just um, log in at charliefc.com and um, just see when that's out, and maybe if they can donate, that'd be absolutely superb. It is a raffle, so there are prizes to be won. So Excellent. I mean, I think we've got like signed definitely. See, what we've been doing is we've been having um, custom-made FA Cup shirts. So mm-hmm. we this we've always been black and white stripes, yeah. So this year, Macron said to us, we don't have any kits with black and white stripes, so we're actually in white. Mm-hmm. Then we've got so far in the FA Cup and they've suddenly found some black and white stripe kits. And that. <laughs> so the fans, have, the fans have gone absolutely mental. I think we've sold nearly a 1,000 shirts. About, these are one-off and we're doing exactly the same. So again... Is that we'll have a one-off shirt for the next game. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. And uh, you'll take, you'll get our money. Yeah, that's for the Absolutely. minute I see I it. I will be, I will definitely be buying a raffle. Yeah, ticket. we're totally in. Um, oh, super. And it, it pains me a lot to say it as an Arsenal supporter, but it was classed by Spurs what they did uh, to help yeah, out yeah. Marine. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was. Yes. Yeah, I hate giving them well, credit, but, but I guess they deserve it this time. Well, believe it or not, I played with for Marine for three years. <laughs> Really? When I was a bit younger. There you go. Wow. Very awesome. cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's Excellent. great. All right. Well, was, did the did all of the people you saw on television, are they still the ones that live in those houses? Because I'm sure they watch every match for free. Uh, so yeah, did I you recognize probably, anybody? Uh, but, well, I recognize the chairman at uh, Marine because he's the one who got rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you very, very much, Ben. We appreciate it. Cheers, man. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers, bye. That was fucking awesome, dude. What a fucking story that is, man. <laughs> oh, man. What a story. Um, he was. Everything's under control. He got a fucking nap in, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he was all right. What are you worried about? Yeah. He's fine. It was good. Everything's okay. Yeah. He, he had, you know, had had uh, had someone drunk come fix the, uh, <laughs> come fix the furnaces, the heaters. Everything was good. This I don't know a lot about the Lancashire area, but this seems very Lancashire to me for some mm. reason. <laughs> yeah? Mm-hmm. Do we agree on that? I just I just love that he confirmed that Kevin friend, no friend to anyone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely fantastic. Fucker's late for his job. Well, what that if- and that we also know that um, uh, Talk Sport 1, DU Football Show 2. That's all we need to know. We're here. We're, yeah. we're, we are. I mean, we we on, we'd officially made it. We yes, have it guys. on record. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, real quick, I got to give a huge shout out to uh, the boys up in Ohio, uh, some of the uh, the Cleveland and the Columbus Evertonians that I was uh, Zooming uh, my match with uh, that morning, and uh, Jake with the Cleveland Evertonians, and it was Norm with the Columbus Evertonians who actually turned me on to that story. That's and, awesome. Yeah, you know, sent, sent me a quick video about it, and I was like, well, shit, I got to find this guy. And Mel's like, let's set him up for an interview. And next thing we know, we got Ben. <laughs> it was fucking great. Oh, it also also helps. He's a very nice bloke too. <laughs> oh, you know that was, that was fan, fantastic. It was lovely, fantastic lovely time dude. talking to him. 
All right. Thanks again, Ben, for your time, mate. So let's go ahead and check in on the other uh, non-league side clubs. Uh, first off, I deleted it uh, off of the notes here, Sam, but we had uh, Millwall defeating The Wood, Bornham Wood 2-0. Yeah, I heard The Wood were a little flaccid that day. Yeah, uh, we had uh, Spurs. We had um, Spurs beating Marine FC 5-0, and West Ham taking a 90th minute goal. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was... 85th or, 85th or yeah. something. Yeah, it was very close to the lone death. goal to barely get past Stockport County 1 0. Yeah. Um, since I did erase all the notes for it, I was just going to say for the, the, the Bornham Wood game against Millwall, mm-hmm. they stuck around. Like they, they did what they were supposed to do. It, it wasn't a walk in the park for Millwall. Right. Millwall yeah, didn't yeah. get that second goal until about the 70th minute. So. Good, good on 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 the wood for for getting this far. It would have been great to see them beat Millwall just because we don't, don't like, like Millwall. Millwall. Yeah, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, why don't you go ahead and talk to us a little bit about the Spurs? Obviously, Spurs dominated throughout this game. Uh, they had much more of the ball, uh, but Marine gave it their best effort. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, I think they hit the crossbar first actually before <laughs> the first Spurs goal, so they could have taken the lead. Uh, in this game, Hart well, put his arms down and let it fly. Well, he thought, yeah, he thought it was well over, but the ass just fell out of it at the end and bang off the crossbar, clipped the top of the bar. So it did go out for a goal kick. It didn't cannon back into the field of play. Then he did his best Jordan Pickford to like swing his arms at it, yeah. but he actually has long arms. So he was able to hit it over the post, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was a good game. I, I this again is what you want the FA Cup for, right? So Tottenham's kids, uh, a, a blend of kids and and stars, got a chance uh, to run out. Um, <laughs> but there is a couple of things, because uh, Marine are a non-league side, that I wanted to point out. There, I've never seen, at least, another ground in England where literally people's back gardens back up to the pitch. Yeah. So that was lovely to see. Obviously, fans not being allowed uh, into the stadiums due to the COVID restrictions in England. People were just sitting in their back gardens, their fucking property. Yep. So and looking yep. through the fence, looking through the fence. <laughs> someone uh, put a cut up of uh, Jurgen there because, of course, Liverpool needs to make it about them. Well, no, when it's not about them. Did you see the sign? No, I didn't see the sign. The sign said, "Hey, Jose." Um, it's something to the effect of I don't remember the exact wording, but it was like, "Hey, Jose, I'm single and ready to mingle. Do you have Jurgen's phone number?" <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> you know, veneers really is a turn on for some women. Well, apparently it was for this one. Uh, the other thing that was lovely uh, that I found out after the fact was, um, the. did you notice the fencing, obviously, to stop the balls going into these people's gardens? Right, yes. Uh, it was more like a net than it was a fence. All of the people there also, champagne with strawberries in it. Oh, yeah. Or a Prosecco with strawberries in it or oh, whatever. Yeah. Had That's some, a good old time. Had some cans. Yeah, lovely. Lovely old job. You know, just <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Uh, and air horns as well. Trying to put off the Tottenham goalkeeper every time he, uh, uh, Joe Hart, every time he took a goal kick, they would honk <laughs> the air horn. I, Fantastic. That club would hate us if we lived there because we'd be out there at practice sessions fucking getting drunk on a 30 pack. Oh, fucking yeah. Yelling. Fuck yeah. But they had uh, signs right along the fencing with numbers on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's weird. What is that? Found out later. Those are the people's fucking addresses. So if the ball goes over the fence, they know which house to knock on. Like to run around the front and know what house to knock what? on. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're like, oh, it's number 28. Got it. And they'd run around to go get their ball back. Hey, mate, we're yeah. mind grabbing a ball out your garden real quick. Throw that back over the fence for us, yeah. please. Thanks. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. That's crazy. That's fantastic. Bloody I fucking love, brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Uh, did you see the girl that tweeted from her bedroom? 
No, I did not. I can see Gareth Bale from my bedroom window. <laughs> uh, Gareth Bale retweeted that with a waving emoji. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. This is what makes the FA Cup special. This is why we love the fucking cup because yeah. it's stuff like this. It's fucking fantastic. Man. Uh, also heard um, from uh, a, another uh, some of the pundits that the press area for this ground because it is so small mm-hmm. is actually behind one of the goals. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so you can hear like the balls hitting from missed shots occasionally. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And and it's not the greatest view of the field, right? So how are you how are you meant to see what's happening down the other end? Yeah. So so the the way the stadium's set up, right, is you have the side where the teams are, and that's where all the houses are backed up to with the gardens. So there's no seats there, right? Right. Then there's a set of stands behind one goal, mm-hmm. and then on the other side, which you didn't see very much because that's where the cameras were shooting from, but it's basically a walkway with a cover. So that's where all the standing room is. Right. And just this like little walkway that everybody goes and stands in. It's it fantastic. Amazing. It's absolutely brilliant. That's it's the stuff <laughs> of dreams. It really is. And for those players who who have other jobs, yeah. you know, are are out there plying their trade against Delhi Alley, mm-hmm. you know, England International, played at major tournaments. Um, Joe Hart, former England yeah. International, played at major tournaments. All, all of these kinds of things. It, it's the stuff of dreams. This is what Gareth makes it fucking lovely. Bale came yeah. on in this match. Absolutely. You know, I had a, a decent free kick, and that goalkeeper that saved that free kick is going to remember that moment for the rest of yeah. his life. I stopped a shot from, from Gareth, Gareth fucking, fucking Bale. Bale. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. You really wanted them to get some sort of a consolation goal. Would obviously. have loved to see him get a goal, but it would, it just was never going to happen. It wasn't going to happen, but it, it was, it was lovely. It was, I, I footballing wise, I don't know why Vinicius is so vicious. <laughs> why was he so angry? He was, he All, was the, the, that the, first the third, goal, he like kicked the fuck out of it. It was like right on the goal line. It was like you beat the goalie and then you like pounded it into the net. I think part of the problem was he was frustrated with his initial touch oh okay because i think that first touch he was meant to shoot that first touch and it kind of clipped his heel and got lucky it stayed with him and good feet to get around the goalkeeper but then he was trying to rip a hole in the back of the net and then the uh the second goal same (laughs) thing he blasted it in from very close range uh and then the third goal was lovely the third goal was the best of a lot for me Oh, that was one of the top five goals of the day on ESPN. That was absolutely beautiful. Uh, That that little, I think it was number two. Yeah, Uh, it's it's very Huddersfield goal in the in the Huddersfield Argyle game was number one. It was very difficult to get that up and down in the space that he was in, and uh, he was able to loop the defender and goalkeeper in the same motion. It was it was brilliant. And you got some uh, info about the whole charity event that they did, right? Yeah. So uh, basically, what they did was. Spurs uh, and Marine sold quote unquote virtual tickets to this match. What we said uh, before kind of tradition is when the big club hosts, they normally donate the ticket sales to the lower league or non-league opposition. Uh, In this case, Marine hosted Spurs would normally make a cash donation to the club. Right. What they did was, is they sold (laughs) virtual tickets to the game. So Mm -hmm. essentially a pay-per-view. Right. Even though um, it was a game on TV for free. Correct. So you're just donating at they, the end of the day. They also have agreed to do a, a preseason friendly with this team uh, mm-hmm. in their in their build up to next season. Uh, and Marine has started a raffle and Jose Mourinho bought one of the raffle tickets. <laughs> I know. This yeah. is great. Uh, but basically, during that preseason match, you get to tap the 
the coach on the shoulder at halftime and go, "Hey, I'm taking over." Yeah, it's my it's my show now. I'm 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 yeah. I'm, I'm the captain it. now. Yeah, <laughs> look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> exactly. So we're buying tickets to the Chorley game and the raffle. If they have something similar, are y'all prepared to fly? Of course, you're prepared to fly. Goddamn right. right. We are. Come on, absolutely. <laughs> How is that going to work if it's still a COVID protocol and we're not allowed? I'll there? fucking figure it out. And I'm headbutting Nuno. <laughs> Can't <right>. wait. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely fucking happening. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because Nuno's such Come a nice in, guy. I know you you got to headbutt him. Right? And he, he he looks like a philosopher. <laughs> a, wide old, a wise old geezer there. Oh, so the funny part was they ended up selling 30,000 virtual tickets. And they were 10 pound a pop. So that's 300 right. grand for the club. Yep. Which, I mean, it takes care of bills for an entire season for that club. Yeah, at least. You know, that's it, awesome so for them. It's incredible. And what's, what's great is, is that uh, shatters their record of attendance, their highest end, uh, attended game ever was 6,000 people in a stadium that sits under 4,000. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> Is that, it was great. Oh. It was absolutely great. West Ham apparently need to start all their starters. Why bother having a backup striker when you can just have your striker, your starting striker, play all the fucking time, especially in a really rainy, muddy, non-league side pitch? That's a great place to put your only striker on the pitch because – you know, he doesn't have an, in, you know, an injury history or anything like that. Right, Sam? Not like anything bad could possibly happen. No, not at all. <laughs> and as Ben said, we're not, you know, there's an unwritten rule. They don't talk about each other's pitches and he's friends with that guy. So right. we're not going to talk about the state of it. Also, not his fault, really. It was pissing down with rain. Yeah, but it's, it, it, Ben ain't doing it. I'm doing it. The pitch was <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, so Smokey got in touch on, on Facebook <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And he basically said that anyone think uh, that West Ham is scared against Stockport. And all I responded with was this game is shit because it was. <laughs> I watched all 90 minutes and I wanted to claw my fucking eyeballs out. It was really bad. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, and then he responded to me, said, mate, I'm impressed. Our only shot on target was the Dawson goal. So glad we kept those talented players who can't hit water from a boat over the guy <laughs> who made his debut for Ajax with an assist and a goal ruled out for offside. But he was the shite one. <laughs> Fucking West Ham way. One shot on target against non-league opposition, but Alair was our problem. Look, you needed to worry about the vaunted offense of Stockport County. That's why you have Mark Noble and Declan Rice in at holding at holding uh, mid. Yeah. Because you need to worry about that possible counterattack because it could all go horrifically wrong, right? Oh, yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. West Ham had so many opportunities to just put the ball in the box. They couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, right? They had chances to get the ball in the box. Mikel Antonio, since COVID, um, the ban on football ended in the summer, has been phenomenal for that team when he's fit. Right. It looked like he had never played before. Like, I don't know what happened to him, but he wasn't making the, the runs I've seen him make. He wasn't doing, you know, certain things. The ball had to be played down the right-hand side because the left-hand side of the pitch had standing water on it, and the ball wouldn't even roll, um, which in the second half played big time into, stock, uh, into Stockport County's favor. Mm-hmm. They've dealt with that shit before. Oh, yeah. They, they went they down knew, that side. You saw that left winger three or four occasions start slowing up at an appropriate time where you saw, uh, I can't remember his name, John, last name's Johnson, the um, the, the kid, ki- the kid yeah. that was playing left back mm-hmm. uh, that Liam Cresswell came on for late, or Aaron Cresswell came on for late. Yep. Um, but anyway, he he was slowing up. He was stopping that left winger. 
was stopping or starting to slow up by a certain point. Right. Knowing. By. Yeah. Knowing that that part's going to be waterlogged there. Yeah. Let me that part's going to do that. West Ham players didn't do that shit. And uh-huh. they lost the ball four or five times overrunning it because it slowed down. It stopped. Absolutely. The um, So uh, apparently there was a great, grand, beautiful fireworks celebration in uh, Stockport uh, this evening oh, for the match. It was lovely. It was absolutely yeah. beautiful. It really was. Problem was, it was in the 16th minute. <laughs> Game's still going on, mate. <laughs> Game just started. Lit, lit, that a little, <laughs> lit that a little quick, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like legitimately melt. The game had to stop because it was like, I mean, they all, they, they just stopped, turned and looked and just went, okay, guess we're going to watch fireworks. Did they like quite lovely. Did they get beverages and popcorn? Do you you remember at the democratic (coughs) national convention when Hillary Clinton got the nomination uh, last time out in 2016, do you remember uh, Bill Clinton's face when the balloons were falling. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> it's coincidentally the same face my niece makes, and she's two. <laughs> it's also the same face all those players made when the goddamn fireworks were going off. And, <laughs> and, and of course, that. of course, a match of this caliber and this much of a shit show has to be ref by only one man. Dino. Come on. Good old Mike Dean. Come on. Mike Dean making it all about himself. Of notices course. notices that um the home side is dressed in all royal blue and that the visiting side is dressed in completely jet black. And what is Mike Dean wearing? Purple. Dark purple. Because <laughs> he can blend right in and nobody will see him. Not like a referee's supposed to stand out and and like wear maybe, I don't know, a yellow shirt that's completely contrasting from what they're wearing. So yeah. you know where the ref is? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm going incognito ninja style. <laughs> <laughs> the other that I love. Fucking I, Dino, man. I think it was maybe Pablo Fornells getting into the uh, the box. No, it was Sufal. Uh-huh. The the Czechoslovakian guy, mm-hmm. uh, Czech Republic, excuse me, Czechoslovakia doesn't exist anymore. They're two separate <laughs> countries now. Um, the Czech Republic player, Sufal, mm-hmm. was coming down the right-hand side, got into the Stockport box, and uh, Defender actually did very well to put it out for a, a corner, and it was the, the correct no-call. <laughs> but Mike Dean stood there, waited for people to start protesting before he blew the whistle and pointed to the corner. <laughs> Just like, come on, let's go. This is the moment. This is the moment. Dino going to do what Dino going to do. Five Premier League clubs have bowed out of the cup, but two lost to lower league clubs. Crowley Town 3, Leeds nil. Blackpool 2, West Brom 2. Blackpool wins 3-2 to two on penalties. What is with all these brilliant penalty situations? 3-2. <laughs> <Three laughs> so- <laughs> was this goal? What was this? I didn't see this game. Were these goalkeepers as as good as the ones we're going to talk about shortly? Uh no they 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 made they made some yeah there was <laughs> there was saves. couple saves there, there were saves Jesus yeah Christ. um in fact that match didn't have any miss misses it was all saves Burnley Don's game was all it was one and two saves respectively not not misses right it was. It, Keepers making saves. The other, the other very important thing to note in all of these matches where penalties happened, not Premier League or Champions uh, Championship club sides, no VAR, 
They were definitely there was there was a few where it was like uh, they're doing the, the yeah yeah, yeah that's coming back <clears throat> yeah but but you know what credit to the keeper if you know it's not being viewed fucking take advantage yeah, of yeah, it yeah do what you got to do yep uh, Crawley Town over Leeds is is a wild result <laughs> um, especially the, with with the type of football that Leeds plays I, Crawley handled it they complete they were never. Like really in doubt, to be honest, they scored at the beginning, mm-hmm. in the middle, and again at the end. Yeah, it was exactly. they were fantastic in that game and fully deserved their spot in the fourth round, in my opinion. Well, it also um, it also helps that uh, racist, I mean, sorry, keeper, um, <laughs> <laughs> backup keeper. God, I don't even remember the racist's name. I got to look it up. Oh damn it! No, you don't need to. I do. Kiki uh, Kiko Casilla. That's it. Uh, Kiko Casilla, yeah. Yeah. Um, Isn't he the leader of the Proud Boys? I'm sorry. Sorry. I digress. <laughs> I digress. Yeah. Um, first goal, definitely his fault. Um, second goal, um, really bad when a guy kicks it right at your chest and you do the throw the legs forward. So it hits your knees, hits your thighs, hits your chest, hits your <laughs> arms as it goes in the net <laughs> on the near post. It really sucks when it hits one body part and goes into the back of the net. Yeah. As a former keeper, I haven't even had that shit happen. Well, he also you'd he, rather drop a ball in that you'd rather Jordan Pickford that shit yeah. than have like he hit every part of his body on the way into the. Net. Well, the other the other piece of that is he had to make saves. Yeah, still yeah. it could have been more. <clears throat> they handled Crawley it. were awesome in this game. They, I mean that I think that was the most amazing thing about watching that match is that they they fucking handled it. And you know, I'll, like, I'll say it till like, I'm blue in the how, face. How the fuck can't Premier League teams handle it? Yeah. Like, wow. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. This is why I love this round oh, it's of fantastic. the FA Cup. This is beautiful. Because all you need is one good day. Did That's you hear? It. One good day. They're a little off. Shit isn't going exactly the way it should. Just that one good day. Yeah. And, they, and they do. They Did have, you they, hear? They a good day. Uh, I think it was Crawley's manager. Mm-hmm. That was being interviewed. Did you hear what he had to say? No, I did not. <laughs> they said, so, oh, congratulations, man. You're in the next round of the FA Cup. You know, blah, blah, blah. What What do you think of it? What You know, what are you hoping to gain from the next round? He goes, I'd love to get a, you know, a giant killing. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you just do? <laughs> and he was like, and then he he was like, oh, shit. I mean, uh, you know, with all, <laughs> with all respect to Leeds, uh, we'd like to take another scalp. Oh. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Bielsa definitely <laughs> rubbed his ball sack on that physio table as he was naked in the dark. For sure. You know that was Absolutely. happening. I, I was just under the impression that, you know, Bielsa likes to be nude in the dark in multiple um, physio tables. So this was a new one, an opportunity lost if he doesn't take advantage of it. Correct. So he probably just set up a shit lineup, didn't tell him what to do, and just went, okay, <laughs> at least I get to rub my ball sack on a physio's table. It's going to be lovely. Yeah. It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> Gonna be brilliant. Uh, Big Sam. What is going on? Now, being fair to him, he hasn't had a lot of time on the training ground with these players because there's no time to fucking train because he took over during the festive season. Yeah, you think about it. He's probably getting one, maybe two days of training. Maybe a day of game recovery. Yeah, game recovery, game recovery. And they're not training as often as they they need to be to really implement his system. Obviously, I was facetious a few shows ago Mm -hmm. after the draw with Liverpool. Um, But 
I'm not liking what I'm seeing. And there's talks now. I've heard uh, uh, a few rumors that he is considering walking himself by the end of January if the board don't support him. Wow. Well, because he's refusing to give up his his record of not ever being relegated, except for that one time that he was. Uh, and he. If the board's not going to support him, why stick around? Why why be captain of the sinking ship? I that mean, was why have morals and you know all that kind of stuff? Uh, Billick, Slavon Billick. That's the, he. He was clearly you saw he wasn't pressed when they when they dumped him. Mm-mm. He was just like, well, I mean, yeah. they they don't want to do anything for me, so fuck them. I why yep. why do I want to stay here? Uh, just and what's crazy is is West Brom went down twice in this match. Mm-hmm. Blackpool bossed the match. And West Brom had to get it back to a fucking penalty shootout. Like they had to claw their way back into this match, which is insane. Yeah, absolutely. It it was, uh, I don't know what to make of that team. Kieran Gibbs, it does give me a little bit of joy Mm -hmm. knowing that we actually sold a player that wasn't up to snuff for a change. (laughs) Normally we sell our best players. Yeah. Uh, We sold a player that actually couldn't cut the mustard. So that was enjoyable. For me, uh, especially. Excellent. Sorry there. You got me right in the middle of the sip. <laughs> um, three more Premier oh, League sides, um, quote, escaped. I mean, honestly, they really did. But it took extra time and or penalties in each of them. Everton 2, Rotheringham 1, Burnley 1, MK Dons 1, 4-3 to three on penalties to Burnley. Brighton 1, Newport County 1, Four to three on penalties. That went to the second round of penalties. And I said here uh, on the notes, Houston will mention QPR and Fulham. You got the fucking start of the show in the intro. That's it. We've said enough. (laughs) The only thing that was very cool about it that that has to be mentioned that most people won't know. The dance? Is that say, well, that that dance is fabulous. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Go go look on our Twitter. I was. um, Did you you tweet it? The fits and the fits send it to us with um, a music um, dub. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jason sent it. DM me on Instagram. Yeah, it was with fucking it. fabulous. I loved it. Yeah, Jason sent that over. <laughs> that was lovely. The uh, the remix with the yep. music dubbed over. Fucking phenomenal. But um, it, it is worth mentioning that was a real deal West London derby. It's you know when we talk about Fulham and Chelsea, Fulham and QPR, and um, Fulham and uh, Brentford. Those are like so to have that in the FA Cup. Fucking awesome. It's that was great. a lo- yeah, lot yeah, of absolutely. fun. Very cool to see. The uh for for Everton. Sorry there, I'm all over the place. Four four four. Um anywho. For Everton, good to see people like Digne back, but there are a lot of dust. A lot of rust. Yeah. Not I mean, they they figured out a way to get through. Um the big the big talking point on this uh of this match really is uh, on the other side of the team on the other side of the field with Rotheringham. Sam, tell us uh, about who got the goal. I don't remember to be honest with you. I know we talked about this earlier. There's nothing written there. Oh, it's way under. Mel delete this part though for real. It says Matthew Olasunde. Yeah, and and what is Matthew Olasunde? So Matthew Olasunde is an American, uh, young young lad. Um, has he? I don't think he's made a, a full national team appearance. I think he's only played for the U twenty three. Yeah, he's played for the U twenty three. So really, he hasn't committed to the U S. yet uh, in terms mm-hmm. of his national team. But he did get a goal uh, in this game, and and good on him. Well done to him. It was a lovely goal. He uh, did a little spin around and kicked it into the far corner and knocked it off the post, and he. 
he he got that opportunity because um, Michael Keane and um, um, Godfrey Ben Godfrey had decided to not play defense and just let the ball kind of bounce around, and uh, nobody decided to cover him when he just turned around and randomly kicked the ball in the back of the net. Nice. It was great. It was really great Fantastic. to watch. Yeah. Good um, form though. That's awesome. In fact, at one point while I was on the Zoom with uh with Jake and, and, and Norman watching the watching the game, I went, Boys, fill me in on what's going on. I'm gonna go check in <laughs> on the Chorley match. Yeah. And I absolutely switched off of my game and went back over to the Chorley yeah, absolutely. match. Absolutely. And and hung out there for about ten minutes and then came back for the last ten of mine. Uh, what what's really cool seeing all these Americans pop up overseas <laughs> now and, and Smokey and I were talking about it on Facebook yesterday or the mm-hmm. day before. I think it's going to be almost a silver lining to the COVID financial situation in football. Mm-hmm where normally, and we see this in baseball, which is why there are so many players from the Caribbean and Mexican descent in the league is because, quote-unquote, those players are cheaper. They cannot command the same contract as an American player does uh, in a lot of cases. Yep. So the teams, quote-unquote, save money. Yes, they get still giant contracts, but $3 million is a lot different than $10 million. Right. You know what I mean? Um it's the same with British talent and European talent, right? With, with a lot of these clubs and those players that are now unproven at the highest level are getting an opportunity to go over. We, we see the kid at Barcelona. We see the kid that uh, is rumored to be joining Juve. Um, the Tyler Adams already at Juve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, or, no, yeah, McKinney. McKinney, Weston McKinney. I'm sorry. At Adams Juve is already. at um, Red, Leipzig, Bull. Uh, Red Bull Leipzig still. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, RB Leipzig can't say Red Bull. Oh, sorry. Red Bull. Red Bull. Red Bull. <laughs> he, um, so, but you're seeing a lot of these quote unquote, you know, talented footballers that are going overseas now. And I think a lot of the reason is, is these clubs are financially strapped and the MLS does not command the same transfer value for their players as say Marseille or Stuttgart or whoever in Europe uh, take um, uh, the Austrian side, Red Bull Salzburg, mm-hmm. to, you know, you're still going to look at 10, 15, 20 million where the MLS is only going to charge you five. Right. So are they unproven at the top level? Yeah. But in a, a silver lining as Americans for this, this COVID financial struggle for, for clubs is they're going to start looking at untapped markets, if you will, right. to bring in players. And they can, there's noticing now that they can trust, you know, that the MLS is producing talented footballers and they're not going to charge you 20, 30, 40 million. And not many Americans are Clint Dempsey and can command 60,000 a week. Right. So they're getting them on 15, 20, 30,000 a week, you know, kind of entry level contracts, if you will. Uh, and they're only paying 5 million for the players. So I think we're going to this, this window now in January and then, uh, in the summer, I think you're going to see a lot of American talent start being imported into Europe. Well, going into... Which is um, awesome, which it can only make us better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that's fantastic. Going into this round of Champions League in uh, Europa, it was a total of 30 players, United States players, on active rosters in both the Champions League and Europa tournament. It's huge. It's gigantic. It's absolutely huge. And, you know... <laughs> Yes. Do I wish COVID went away? Absolutely. Do I wish 
we weren't in this situation, yes. Would I give a portion of my salary back that I made last year as a result of COVID back to have it go away? 100%. But it doesn't work like that. So you got to find your silver linings where you can. And this, I think, is one of them. And the, the great thing is, is it's only going to make the U.S. men's national team stronger Absolutely. and better. And yet they still start that cunt Brad Cruzan and, and fucking like, goal. Like, the, like, you know, this kid, we need to lock him up. Mm-hmm. You know, the next time there's there's a, uh, a, a international break, he should be called up to the roster. Get him cap tied. Yep. Get him in. You know, get him in. So Burnley has to score in the 94th minute, literally on the last play of the game to then go down in the penalty shootout because fucking MK Don's goalie saves the first penalty, right? To finally then come back and win. I mean, it was bad. And, and for them, a lot of their normal starters out there. Yeah. It's, um, it's a strange (laughs) old one, to be honest. Um, but luckily they came through it for them. There's, uh, I'm sure it was an ugly match. I didn't watch it. I'm sure it was a terrible match involving Burnley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but MK Don's most notable for starting Deli Alley's career. Absolutely. Now, with both of these, as we talked about with both of the two clubs, the games that we just talked about and the one coming up, is you had starters playing 60, 90, 120 minutes. Yeah. So for those Premier League sides with Everton, Burnley, and Brighton, that's not fucking what you wanted, man. No, and you got all it's these games coming wanted. up midweek for them, right? Yeah. Which which we'll cover, obviously, on Injury Time, the preview show, yeah. uh, which you can get by visiting www.patreon.com backslash do you football show, is, um, uh, you know, Jurgen's complaining about the schedule. Jürgen- I was almost going to give him credit for being professional, Melissa. Yeah. But but he stumbled all over the end there. I, I mean, he yeah. laid he laid down the uh, the plug brilliantly but he didn't segue out very well i'm impressed how many opportunities he had before now <laughs> and just waited till now to do it well, well you, you pissed, him, right you pissed him off a lot by muting him and unmuting you and doing this that the other i had to let him calm down first before yeah. i hoard, before i hoard us out oh see i was supposed to edit all that out i guess i have to leave it in now since you called back to it that's fine i was no. never going to edit it out <laughs> all right brilliant so let's get to same level as march sport. <laughs> march scores in the 90th minute, in the 90th minute, March scores only the, lovely goal, by the way, yeah, gorgeous goal, which is fantastic, which is exactly what it was going to take because I want to say his name, Tom King was the keeper. I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That man, we thought Darlow was great against Liverpool. No, everybody, you need to go watch this match and watch what Mr. King did in the net against Brighton. You know, Brighton was fuck me. Christ. It was amazing. Brighton was on top. Uh, in this game, big oh, time, completely. Yeah. It was all bright. It wasn't for lack of trying. It wasn't like what we saw with Leeds or you know who were comprehensively beaten, right. like we talked about. <laughs> so they score in the 90th minute, mm-hmm. and then in the 94th, Jason Steele hasn't had to do anything the entire fucking match. Mm-hmm. Ball comes across. He goes for a punch, missed the fucking ball. Hits Webster in the fucking chest and goes right in the back of the net. I <laughs> going to extra time. Yeah, I was uh, watching that game, <laughs> sterilizing all the bottles and nipples for the baby, mm-hmm. and she was asleep in the rocker, just the other side of the island. 
Mm-hmm. Cause she likes to sit and watch us cook and you know stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll have her back there so she's not near any of the stove and all that kind of shit. Right. And so she ended up falling. So I woke her up <laughs> because I cheered the skull when it went in. <laughs> yes. Like, come, come on. on. Come on, you exiles. Yeah. Fucking get the win. <laughs> so it was absolutely brilliant. It was fantastic. Fantastic. I, I loved it. And so it then the goes, goalkeepers then all of a sudden turned on the fucking business. Well, well, it was funny because the commentators were like, well, I mean, King's been on fire. He's going to be all right. Yeah. Nope. 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 Stand up and be counted, Mr. Steel. Save the first two. Four in total, including the game winner. Four yeah. in fucking, not, not misses. This was full on saves. Mel, you watched oh, it with I, us. <laughs> like I love PKs. <laughs> that guy was on fire. Saves to the right. Saves oh, yeah. to the right. First she goes, two. hey, don't, don't, don't shoot go to, to the right. right. Don't go to his right. He saved the didn't. one to his right twice. And then the next time they go to the left. Oh, wait, can't go to the left either. <laughs> yeah. Barely he got that side it covered was, too. It was like the scene from The Princess Bride. Why are you smiling? Because I know something you don't know. What's that? I'm just as good with my left as I am with my right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. It, then, it was fantastic. And saving the first two, but credit to Newport, their goalkeeper Tom saved, saved second and third. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. after three penalties, and then the, the next taker, the, the third he taker saved, for Newport. He saved second, third, and he saved the fifth. Yeah, yeah, they off took Trussard it to, yep. to take it to extra. And at that point, Trissard had a terrible well, game, by the way. He's playing with house fucking money. Yeah. So King's starting to get a little lippy. Like, <laughs> he was. He he's, was. Diving, he's diving away. Laughing at people and, and, and shit. And Trissard yeah, kicks brilliant. it down the middle, and he just sticks out his foot and kicks it away and stands up and goes, ha! <laughs> starts clapping his hands. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Go ahead, son. Go, go right the fuck. It was it's awesome. It's awesome. It, just what we talked about with Ben. Mm-hmm. Own it. Fucking own it. Yeah. This is your moment, man. It's <laughs> all you, this man. This is your moment. Fucking get after it. it and they're doing it. it. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant to see. A credit credit to Steele. He he makes, you know, he's makes his save and it's there it is to the final. All Trussard has to do is put it in the back of the net. Steele picks up all his stuff, his towel, his water bottle. He wraps it all up and puts it under his arm. Like, this is it. We're done. Then King makes the save. So he goes up and does it again. Saves it again, picks all his shit up, wraps it up. Like, no, we're, we're fucking, fucking done. done. <laughs> Score the fucking penalty, mate. Well, Webster steps up. The man who gives up the own gold writes his wrong, puts it in the back of the fucking net with a winner. What you worried about? <laughs> just, yeah. Again, what you worried about? I was just trying to give people a story. What you worried about? Bloody <laughs> fucking brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. I, as, as a goalkeeper, I'm just telling you right now, fucking rager. Rager coming out of my pants. Absolutely. Rounding out the rest of the league, uh, well, I'm sorry, the rest of the third round. Yeah. In oh, so that happened. Sorry if we don't mention your club. There were 32 fucking games. We covered a lot of them, and we gave you a fucking groundskeeper. Oh, 32 games. Yeah, 64 yeah. teams. Yeah. yeah. We 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 gave you a lot. So if we didn't mention your team. Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. We talked about the fun shit. Okay. Uh, Doncaster one, Blackburn nil, Plymouth Argyle three, Huddersfield Town two, Chetland Town two. Mansfield Town 1, Arsenal 2, Newcastle 0, Liverpool 4 versus Villa School for the Children 1. <laughs> <laughs> I 
see what he did there. Yeah, uh, definitely. Real simple. Uh, <laughs> some of these, I'm just going to make it quick and keep it rolling. League two side, uh, Don Caster scored just before the half and hold on for the win against Blackburn, a team that has won the exact same amount of Premier League titles as one Liverpool FC. <laughs> Argyle come back twice. And uh, in the first half and then score in the 70th to uh, to end up beating Huddersfield. Um, that was a wild fucking game. Yeah, that one, I was I was bouncing around back and forth on that one. That was a wild fucking game. Now, Plymouth uh, rounds <laughs> out our knowledge of South Coast clubs. Yeah. So we've got Portsmouth. We've got Brighton. We've got Southampton and Plymouth Argyle is the only other club we know down that direction. Yep. Yep. And oh. they're not even that direction. They're the other side. Well, the good uh, news is, is once we get to our next uh, preview show, we're definitely talking about them, and we're definitely talking about Doncaster, hence why I put them on here. You there know? you go. Also, uh, <laughs> isn't uh, Plymouth Gin a thing? Yes, it is. There you go. So maybe next FA Cup preview show in a week or so. Drink a little. Uh, drink a little Plymouth Gin. I'll, from the Blackfriars Distillers? Could be. Maybe. Yeah, Do you have perhaps. some of that already? Do I you don't. have to go find a bottle? Get a bottle. We there we go. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe we should work that out. I think that sounds like a lovely a great, idea. You know what gin is great in? What? Like a holiday punch. Oh. You warm it up a bit. And you can do like cinnamon, lemon, clove. Yeah. Okay. Well, gin is good that. in a punch. I did a Hendrix tasting in the middle of December with a uh, and made a holiday punch, and it was brilliant. I have a pomegranate syrup that's still good. Ooh. So you're going to make me gin for the next show? The next FA Cup preview show. No. Oh. oh, no. I mean the next show we're recording tonight. No. No. Oh. No. No. Pete no. Monster or bust. All right. I'm going to uh, go back to play my island. <laughs> so, uh, Chetland Town, um, I'm glad she muted herself or else I would have <laughs> told her to. She's getting really chesty. You notice that, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, she's getting legs. But huh? I don't mind it. <laughs> You're the one with the fucking problem, Tyrant. <laughs> Sam Cretese. If you, <laughs> One of your little <laughs> philosophical views that women shouldn't be able to have a voice. Is that it? Huh? You get back to riding your Peloton, okay? Glad fucker. you made it out of the capital. Um, Glad you made it out of the capital, okay, mouth breather. <laughs> Again, <laughs> you were watching the highlights no, on your iPad thing. while you while you're on your women here too. while riding your Peloton in your fucking basement. I don't have a Peloton. Okay, <laughs> okay proud boy. Yeah. Sure thing. Sure what thing. I, what I sure do thing, like. Proud girl. <laughs> Did you see on Twitter the gays have taken Proud Boy back? Oh, that was their, that was their thing. You know mm -hmm. that, right? Right. They took it back on Twitter. Proud at Proud Boy USA or Proud Boys USA. I'm sorry. Is um like a group of gay guys. I, I'm not sure their organization or whatever, but yeah, they took it back. Brilliant. Well done. Well, because that that was them for a long time <laughs> until these sweats came around. <laughs> Unlike Randall and Clerks 2, wants to take back the wrong things. <laughs> you have to see that movie to know that reference. <laughs> Chetland Town uh, go down in the first five minutes, but equalize and eventually go on to get the winner in it's, extra time. It's Cheltenham. Cheltenham. It's not like Worcester sauce. Sorry, Cheltenham. <laughs> Where half of it's silent. Got it. Sorry. But yeah, they got they got they got the win, and uh, so that's I watched, another. I watched a bit of that game. That was actually a decent little game. There. League two side getting through. Yeah. That was awesome. I th th is this maybe the most lower league uh, uh, presence, I guess you'd say, I'll we have? have. To take a look. I'm thinking there's at least five. I think there's two league ones, two league twos. Oh, hold on. There's actually, yeah, two, I think it's. 
There's Chore League. There's non-league. Right. They're non-league. I think you have three League Ones and two League Twos. I think you have six total clubs. This is a a very plentiful weekend for what we love about this competition. Absolutely. We're not hanging our hat on one or two teams here. You know, we've got six opportunities for then. And as Ben said, in the in the fourth round, they've got Wolves, yeah. right? And then they have the potential to play either Arsenal or Southampton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, depending if they get through their fourth round ties. Yep. They have the chance in the fifth round. Yep. That, that's fantastic. Well, I'm sorry. Arsenal will be playing Southampton or uh, whoever. Their Shrewsbury. Game was, Shrewsbury. Their, their game was postponed. Um, but, yeah, so they have the chance to play Arsenal or you would expect at least Southampton to get through. Mm-hmm. In the fifth round, should they beat Wolves? That's fucking amazing. Yep. I love this shit. Good thing to see Arsenal finally get through. The FA Cup is like Frank's Red Hot Sauce. You can put this shit on everything. (laughs) You really can. Put it straight in my fucking veins, (laughs) mate. I love this shit. So, um, Arsenal, uh, make it through. Uh, good, good for you. VIR is a bunch of cheats because oh, come Smith on. Rowe definitely, definitely came through with fuck his spikes off. up. He wanted to take out the kneecap. He was sweeping the leg, Johnny, <laughs> sweeping the fucking leg. You know it. I know it. And VAR was just looking out for Arsenal. So that's all there is really to say about that, right? He screamed like Cheddar Bob from Eight Mile when he shot himself in a dick. <laughs> right. This is so <laughs> ridiculous. Thank you, VAR. Thank you for the competition being played under two sets of rules, depending on what stadium you're in. Well, the good news is Appreciate if you're playing that. in their stadium, there would have been VAR there too. Exactly. And VAR uh, would have cheated for you as you broke his no ankle. No way was I said kneecap. Card. I said kneecap. I remember now it was his ankle. It was ankle he was breaking. In no way was that a red card. He barely touched the fucking guy. Uh, the other thing is he, he, he took sco- the screen and did the, the make it bigger thing, like your guy for MSNBC, right? If you made it bigger, you would have seen the red <laughs> in Smith Rowe's eyes <laughs> and Fuck the drool off. coming from his mouth yeah. with his teeth gritted <laughs> as he was trying to destroy that poor Newcastle player. This is pitiful. I can't believe you're doing this, this right. I can't Bill believe Jack Yelka shit. Man. I cannot believe you're dying on this hill right now. This is <laughs> absolutely terrible. The the um, no, it was it was basically they, both teams, took a harder nap than Ben did. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the full ninety minutes, <laughs> it was it was not a good game. <laughs> and then finally, Emil Smith Rowe and Ab- uh, Aubameyang, uh completed the scoring uh, and and put everything to bed. Now the one thing I don't know if you saw the triple save from Bert Leno, mm-hmm. but I did see that one. That. Very worthy. Off of Andy Carroll. Mm-hmm. Andy Carroll first mm-hmm. saves. He dives, pokes the ball from Andy Carroll's follow-up, and then gets up and dives again for the on-rushing left back, who I forget I was going to say was. head first. Yeah. Head first dove Didn't into it. Didn't give a shit. And good on him. <laughs> well done. And uh, by far, my man of the match. So uh, Villa have to play their entire U23 and U18 sides. I believe the oldest person on the pitch for them was 19 years old. When we spoke, I read through their squad numbers with you and Mel on speakerphone. 57, 52, 48, 39, 47, 50, <laughs> 56. And yeah. Most like, of them were at the, the 60s, fuck? high 60s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on here? There was a COVID outbreak, obviously, at Villa. Yep. Uh, and I believe Jack Mel- Jack Grealish went around licking everybody's face. Mel has the inside scoop. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Grealish likes to fuck. Yeah. Well, it's because Villa fucks. Villa fucks. Yeah. Yes, I was, Villa does I was fuck. Just gonna say, and Dean Villa. Smith got it too, because, you know, Dean Smith, he fucks. He fucks. Uh, Dean Smith definitely fucks. Oh, you know who definitely fucks all that coaching staff? John Terry. <laughs> <laughs> there was a great, great Instagram. Somebody put up a, a meme of, um, uh, uh, Frank Lampart's uh, wife is expecting a child, and someone said, "Congratulations, Sean Terry." <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, I would like to bring to the table the uh, inappropriate uh, uh, thing that was leaked with Grealish a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now I think uh, Ross Barkley's off the hook. I think it was John Terry that took the photograph. <laughs> Definitely. Can we possibly agree that's, uh, with that? That's entirely possible. Yeah, I think that <laughs> might we, be yeah. there. Yeah. The old tripod himself. <laughs> yep. Good old John Terry. <laughs> if only he was playing for the wood. Yeah. But, God damn it. But you know what? You <laughs> know what? You know what those kids fucking did? At halftime, what was the fucking score? Nil yep. fucking nil. No, no. 1-1. One, one. One. Oh, it was 1-1. One, one. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, it's because Lewberry. What does Lou Berry like to do? Uh, he fucks. Lou, <laughs> Louis Berry. He had no problem scoring. Louis Berry definitely doesn't fuck. <laughs> Did you see the smiles in which he gave his post-match <laughs> oh interview God. in a 4-1 defeat? You know what he did <laughs> he after cheesing. the game? When they exchanged jerseys, yeah. he exchanged with uh, uh, Fabrino. Fabrino. Yeah. Fabrino. And then the manager went over, or one of the people, and said, um, you know, you're Mike going to want to keep your debut, debut jersey. jersey. yeah. And he had to go back and ask for it back. And it, <laughs> Excuse me, well, Mr. Per- Fabrino, can, can I have my jersey back? I think it was uh, Fabinho, yeah. Oh, it was Fabinho, the yeah. center back. Not, yeah. or, well, the midfielder that's playing yeah, center yeah. back. Yeah. Not Fabinho, the forward. There's a Firmino and a uh, Firmino. Oh, it was Firmino. I'm sorry. It was Firmino. It was the wait, forward. Wait, there's yeah. both. It was yeah, the green. It was the green lesbian. As well. Fafa. Let's just call it Fafa. <laughs> so, but on Firmino's defense, mm-hmm. he said, I'll more than happily return your shirt as well. Yeah. And he said, nah, mate, keep it. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Nah, you, you have it. You go ahead. You hold on to my jersey from this match. You're going to remember this. And you... You keep yours. You take keep yours. yours. You're gonna want yours. Yeah, yeah you're gonna you're gonna want you're gonna want yours, Mister uh, Lewberry. Uh, yeah, uh, and I that's mean, good for it's him. It's got jizz all over it. <laughs> yeah. We call that. Uh, I mean, Crystal Palace would call that glad all over. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely covered himself in glory. It's time to tell you what little we know. It's prediction time. I could go ahead and talk more about that last match, but you know what? You all gave me perfect out. So I was like, you know what? Segment's done. We're running long. Let's go ahead and do this. All right. So we all had the week off, but to recap, I'm up. Graham sucks at betting. Uh, Pat's going to lose his kneecaps and uh, the chicken is just under 500 and doing better than my co-host. And with what you wrote here, uh-huh. what the chicken told you ain't happening. Okay, heard. All right, so um, Graham, you're down six hundred and uh, seven hundred and sixty nine dollars. Um, what loser do you have lined up for this week? It's not a loser, but it is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> AKA loser. I've got Newcastle to beat Sheffield. Okay, because Sheffield will Sheff- not. So Sheffield's going to get their first win of the fucking year. Yay! Right. Uh, and I have your boys to beat Wolves. Since you've got all these players returning back from injury, I think you're going to be uh, you're going to be okay. Okay. Um, in that parlay, and I couldn't turn this down once I clicked <laughs> the buttons, uh, is plus eight sixty one, which 861. is sixty one huge. 
and I think totally feasible. Sheffield are shite. I know Newcastle are as well, but they have experienced professionals on their team that have been in this situation before with a coach who may have gotten a couple of pies in him by the time. Thanks thanks for giving me the kiss of fucking death, by the way. No problem. Appreciate it. Really yep. nice of you. Well, um, you were a dick earlier. <coughs> so What? Because I speak the truth of how you... Uh, you speak the truth of the reality. <laughs> and you own a Peloton. I don't own a fucking Peloton. And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Pat couldn't join us this week. A pounding headache after a glorious weekend. Well, it was a wild card weekend, and my head is killing me. So I'll throw down a three-game parlay for 100 bucks. I'll take, uh, I guess it's the weekend games he's taking. I'll take Everton over Aston Villa for a pick of 130. Arsenal over Newcastle, minus one at uh, minus 145. And a Liverpool win over Burnley at minus 115. That will pay off uh, to $458. It's a guarantee. Yeah, right. All right, guys, I'm going to sleep this hangover. You guys have a great weekend or a great week. It's great. Well, 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 what's great? What's great about that is, is that um, we were chatting with Pat while watching the old football team play on Saturday night. And I said, Pat, I need a bet for the midweek. And then we're going to have you come back on on Thursday to bet the weekend. So Pat sends us a bet for the weekend. Fantastic. That's why Pat won't have kneecaps. It's how that's going to work. <laughs> it ain't going to be the bookie. It's going to be you. Despite, despite Pat, that was a fun segment. But you know what? We have a fucking chicken. So Kitty was in great spirits as she hit her Crawley Town bet over Leeds in the FA Cup this weekend. Now, as for the season, Kitty currently sits at 7-9, and nine, so this week, I gave her Aston Villa, hosting Tottenham Hotspur. Now, Kitty went into the coop, uh, pulled out her iPhone, and showed a picture of her, Adele, Prince William, all enjoying an afternoon tea together. Uh, she is still a little bit bitter, though, that apparently Adele did not like that picture. Oh, okay. She only likes certain ones, I suppose. <laughs> A certain one. Uh, a certain one. <laughs> so Kitty clucked about how lovely it was seeing, and seeing how William supports Villa and Adele supports Spur. She just couldn't bring herself to pick a winner, so why not pick a draw? Because it's America. We don't pick draws in America. I mean, yes, we mm. do. I watched too much Ted Lasso over well, the there's, weekend. Well, there is one problem that uh, Sam brought up. Sam, what's yes. that problem? Uh, this game got suspended. Tottenham is playing oh, Fulham no. on Wednesday. Well, are we going to tell Kitty that? Well, I think we should give her the win since neither team will win on <laughs> that Wednesday. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Do you suppose that she'll just pick Fulham? I mean, uh, put Tottenham to beat Fulham? What do you think? It's I think your she's, chicken. I think she's going to go ahead and take Tottenham to I mean, uh, beat yeah. Fulham. Yeah, right. I figure she likes Tottenham, although I haven't showed her a picture yet of uh, of uh, Scott. Mm-hmm. So she might take a liking to Scott. Uh, the last time okay. I we'll talked to monitor that. The one. last time I talked to Kitty, she was watching an episode of Dance Moms, so she mm-hmm. might be picking Fulham. I'm not sure. And you know what else there is? You need to uh, pull down the music and get ready to do another sound cue because we didn't even talk about the most important bet of the week. Yeah, well, I was prepared for it, and then you go chicken, so I had to go <laughs> from one thing to the other, and I was you just know? like, yeah. sometimes, I guess. sometimes we miss things. 
So, Admin, not our strong suit. I, I, I guess we were going to do... Big Sam's Lock of the Week. You can't get away from it 35.2% of the time. It works 100% of the time. I'm going to take a uh, pair of <laughs> goal scorers and a parlay. I'm going to take Bruno to score at Burnley, and I'm going to take Kane to score at Villa. Well, that the game doesn't matter anymore. So I'm just going to take Bruno to score at fucking Burnley, and I think that was plus 120. Because I was going to take the parlay with Kane to score at Villa. We're going to go ahead and check that off air and make sure that's legit. Actually, I think I still have that pulled up. Let's see. While he's pulling it up, can I just go ahead and remind people to gamble legally and responsibly and without drinking six beers before you do your gambling? Yeah, Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Great idea. Probably a great idea. Here we go. Goal scorer. Bang, bang, bang. Down the list. It, of course, lists all of them first, which is always fun. Here we go. Bruno Fernandez. To score at any time is plus 112. You tried to swindle me out of eight bucks. Yeah, because that's going to make a fucking difference. (laughs) (laughs) FA Cup doesn't count towards fantasy, so there was none. There was a trade, though. There was a trade. Between you and I. Yes, a huge trade in which you gave me Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I just can't deal with the participation points anymore. He can go score fucking tons of points for you now, and I can yell about it, but I just I couldn't hold on to him any longer. And Danny Welbeck mm-hmm. you gave me, and then I sent you back. Uh, now I can't remember who I sent you back. Tammy Abraham. And Eze. And Eze, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, Pierre is going to, after scoring in the FA Cup, got a little confidence back. I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'm going to start him this weekend. Yeah, go right or ahead. This midweek. Go right ahead and and pull out the little tiny hairs on your head as it gives you two points every fucking week. I'll be fine. I think. <laughs> Heard. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Sammy, Barton words? Yeah. I'm not going to fully address what happened last week, but in Sam's uh, don't be a fucking cunt corner Mm -hmm. is uh, a simple test I would like to bring to all of you (laughs) to see if you are in good moral standing or not. If you decide to attend a demonstration of any sort of anything, doesn't matter what the fucking topic is. If you see a multitude of Nazis at that and you're on the same side as them, it is probably a good idea to not be on that side. Yeah, probably. So take a gander around, see the kind of t-shirts that are going on, see the kind of flags that are being waved, and see see uh, the tattoos and, and other things that are happening. And if you find yourself aligned with a bunch of Nazis, either you're a fucking Nazi or you're a bit misguided mm-hmm. and you have an opportunity to jump ship at the earliest convenience. Absolutely. Well said. That's it. Uh, also, actually, that's not it. Um, I am doing a charity weight loss thing. Ah, uh, that's what I, I was waiting for. Yeah. So I will be doing, uh, on Friday, a live weigh in and I'll put everything online to make sure everybody, uh, can sign up. Uh, I cannot pick between the two charities because I do love both of them. So what I'm asking for is $2 per pound, one, two, one charity, $1 to another charity, uh, for the total amount of weight that I lose in 45 days. Who are the uh, two charities? So the Craig Willinger Fund, uh, who we have, uh, I've done stuff with them before, the the (laughs) CW Fund, based out of Baltimore. It is basically soccer make a wish for children, uh, terminally ill children, get to go overseas and see their team playing in the flesh. 
Remember the young lady who got to go uh, meet Aaron Moy yep. because she loved him because he had a bald head like her. Yep. That is exactly who helped out with that. Uh, make a wish. Absolutely. And uh, the, the other girls, a, a young teenager uh, that went to DC United to see Wayne Rooney because mm-hmm. that was her favorite player. And then Wayne Rooney paid for her to go to see Manchester United. Very cool. Um, so met her in the training ground and, and did all that exchange of certs and all that kind of stuff. And then her and her father got to fly over to Manchester and see a match. Now, obviously, COVID times, that donation will just sit there for a bit, but it is a very, very good cause um, and very cool things that they do. The other uh, charity is Kick It Out. Mm-hmm. because I can't get away from all of the shit that's going on here. Uh, Kick It Out is an international campaign um, to basically uh, give racism the red card mm-hmm. to try to kick it out of football. So um, $2 per pound that I lose in the span of 45 days starting on Friday. I'll do a live way uh, starting on Saturday. Friday, I will do a live weigh-in uh, on Facebook. Um, and Instagram, and uh, I will make sure that everyone has the opportunity and information to be able to make their donations. All I ask that you do is post your receipt online at the end of the 45 days that you actually did it. So I'll post a sign-up sheet, uh, and I will hold you to it, and you will hold me to it. And if you don't achieve your weight goal, is it going to be... It's per. Uh, there is no we... goal. It's per pound that I lose, you donate a dollar to each charity. Yeah, but if you fail, I want you to be hurt. <laughs> Okay. Like I, I, I told you, I already, I want to tattoo something on your ass. Like I want to either do DBAC, truth, <laughs> <laughs> truth on my left cheek is on like as a tramp stamp Equal and then side. Yes. Re- <laughs> and then reality on my right cheek. I either want DBAC hashtag DBAC or uh hashtag DUFS. So I want one of those two things. What will you, you need to set a goal that you're going to hit. And if you don't hit it, I want your asshole tattooed. I want your grundle. 10 pounds. Oh no. (laughs) I ain't doing grundle. (laughs) Fuck no. 10 pounds. Right on the ass cheek. I'll do 10 pounds. 45 days, 10 pounds. Hashtag DBAC. Yeah. It's four weeks. I think 10 pounds is fair. Especially on the Peloton. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Next up is injury time, where we uh, go ahead and preview the six games for the midweek, and we talk about the beers we were drinking, and we check in on our boys, the Ibs, who didn't do too bad today. So, Sam, if you want to find our injury time, how do you do that? As I told you earlier before Sam made fun of me, it is at (laughs) www.patreon.com backslash Show. And as long as you sign up to one of the top two tiers, the $5 or the $9 tier, because 10 is too motherfucking much, uh, you will get access to injury time as well as a few other perks. I only make fun of you because you have that stupid fucking face. Until next week, everybody. Thanks, bro. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Malort. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham.
the fucking new button.